0: So, hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Miss Vincent. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean?
1: Well, um, I tried to start a band for about a year, maybe even more than a year before we actually started. I was in a, a succession of. Oh, oh, by the way, can I swear? yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay (laughs) sweet because i would really struggle to get through this this whole thing without sorry um i was in a succession of like real shitty bands um for a long time and um you know i'd I'd always joined joined like something existing Uh and um i was basically sick of it and and um you know i wanted to start something for myself you know based on all the bands that i loved um and Laurie was the, the first other member of Miss Vincent that I met. We met on the like, I, I guess you'd call it like what, like a band dating website. <laughs> that's yeah, like you know, that's uh,
0: such a stereotypical UK thing though, because most know. of the UK yeah. bands we talk to, they're like, yeah, we met on some like band meetup website.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. heard of it around here.
1: Yeah, I, I mean,
2: I, mean I, I struggled for years to find to find a band member like that's why it got to that point like when I was at college me and friend, like a friend of mine used to um, you could basically just email everyone in the college with like two clicks you could just select the entire address book and we'd send out emails and be like trying to start a band and that kind of thing and we never got a single res- response um, hmm. and then even when I went to actually study music specifically I still just couldn't find people that wanted to do the same kind of thing so it wasn't until I guess I would have been tw- Twenty or 21 or at least 21 i think
1: what when um, we started yeah yeah you would have when, been when, 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 22
2: 20 oh, okay oh 22 okay um
1: and uh
2: yeah and, yeah so obviously we, we met on that um on joinmyband.co.uk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um
1: yeah so we met on there and then after that i mean it took us months and months and months to find more members as well um you know i like when i met laurie it was like maybe middle of 2011 and we didn't play our first show until the 4th of may 2012 so it took us a oh. year to get the damn thing off the ground uh-huh. um you know i mean people just weren't really interested in playing our kind of music like there were so many like metal core bands at the time i was kind of in a metal band before uh-huh. um and yeah man it was it was a hell of a process but yeah i just like i i wanted to start this band in particular because. You know, I love. I, I I've always loved bands like Alkaline Trio and the Ramones, but I'd never played in a band where, you know, the the kind of core influences were all of the bands that I loved. It was always like, oh yeah, you guys kind of sound a little bit like some of the bands that I sort of like. So, yeah, okay, I'll join your band. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one was built, it was based built around um, Alkaline Trio, Hero Worship. So, um, you know, <laughs> that's. And even our band name, you asked about the band name, mm-hmm. that was um there's there's a an alkaline trio B side called Queen of Pain. Oh. Mm-hmm. And in the chorus of that, there's a line that goes, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in your eyes, Miss Vincent. And me being a massive Alkaline Trio fanboy, um, I mean like I have two Alkaline Trio tattoos. Wait, where's the other one? There it is. Cool. Um and So me being the massive fanboy that I am, I was like, there's got to be a cool story associated with that. So I just Googled it. Um, Turns out there isn't. It's just Uh it's about it's about a friend of his that lives in New York. But while I was Googling it, I found this other story about this woman called Joyce Vincent, who um, she basically died watching TV. She wasn't old. She was like 40 something. Um, She died wrapping Christmas presents in front of a TV and nobody found her for two years. Ah. And so when I googled Miss Vincent, all these articles came up. They'd, they'd already made like a documentary about her, um, and so I actually wrote a song about it called Miss Vincent. Mm. And then our first show was fast, fast approaching, and we didn't have a name. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your name? Yeah, <laughs> so they, they, we decided to change the name of the song and took the name as our own.
2: Yeah, we had some other pretty bad names floating around.
1: Um, oh god, what were they? Yeah, can you give us someone? One I, yeah. Yeah, those meddling one. kids? That's the only one I can from remember. From Scooby-Doo?
2: Yeah, kids. yeah.
1: Danger yeah. Days? Um, oh, I don't remember that. The, the Miscreants? I...
2: Oh god,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> like our band name, but those are even fucking worse. <laughs>
2: yeah, the main one I remember is those meddling kids, and I'm so glad we didn't call ourselves that, because anything like that like, because
1: we because mate we're, we're fucking old now
2: yeah, anything yeah. like that like you know kids or like young this or young that you know anything like that it just you you outgrow it so quickly like yeah you, man you know to, to be to be 30 years old in a band called those meddling kids Shh, just...
1: my stage age is 23. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you guys
0: named yourself danger days the only thing you'd be able to find is the My chem album you guys would never, I know you guys
3: would never I pop know. up
1: in searches we really dodged a bullet there yeah yeah but yeah man so that's that's the slightly uninteresting well that's actually like the um the story of joyce vincent is it's harrowing and sad um and you know they've written all sorts of articles and i i've you know there's even a documentary about it called dreams of a life which i've watched um so that part of the story i guess is kind of weirdly yeah. gnarly
2: because she did live an interesting life she wasn't just you know a person who had a job and lived and died and that was it she she had done because i think she was a singer and um and she like she went out to dinner with stevie wonder one time and you know a couple of sort of uh you know, more interesting, like unusual things like that had happened to her. Um, but yeah, the, the the documentary is really interesting. I I watched it at some point as well. But um, I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely. I think it's definitely a better story than you know. So many bands are just like, oh, what? So what's the band name about? And they're like, oh, well, we didn't know what to call ourselves, so we googled something, and that's it. Yeah, band much. name generator. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. We haven't gotten that one yet, actually.
1: No band name no generators. Generator. Yeah. I'm waiting. Man, for whenever it, you put stuff into that, it's just like. I don't know, like, the white t-shirts. It's just <laughs> fucking bullshit that comes up, you know?
4: Who's going to tell them that that's already taken?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a terrible name as well.
4: It's it's not the best. <laughs> Sorry. <but laughs> it's not the best, but they got their hit, so, like...
1: The single hit.
4: The single yeah. hit. Yeah.
1: They'll be living off that forever. Yeah, and then they fell yeah. off.
4: I listened to more of their music and it wasn't that good, so... Yeah. But, yeah, they got they got their hit, so that's good. Um, so what would you guys see your writing process is like?
1: Um, it's weird, like, we've, we've had basically exactly the same writing process since day one. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's evolved a little bit because, you know, the more, the more we get into it, like, the more we collaborate after the kind of initial thing's been done. Sorry, I'm just getting a beer delivered. Thank you. Um yeah, so basically Cheers, by the way. Um oh. ah, Twisting Top Um Yeah, so I, I um I'll come up with something and um like I'll I'll just vomit a song mm-hmm. somehow. Um, you know, using crappy software drums and you know, bad vocal takes and I'll send it to Laurie and be like here's a thing it sounds like shit sort it out and then laurie will go through and you know redo all the all the bad takes guitar wise and you know at some point i'll probably record the vocals and then we'll get in a room and you know owen who plays bass and um they'll you know have all their input and we'll kind of like develop the song together mm-hmm. um and then normally before we record it properly, um. We we work with um we've only ever worked with one producer. Oh, cool. Um, well, actually, it's not quite true, is it? well, we we we, work, we,
2: did, we, work with, yeah. we did a single yeah. song with another with a producer. Well and and our second <laughs> EP? Um, Oh yeah, of course. Oh, was well, so, Yeah, so so it's more like three producers than one. <laughs> but oh, yeah, pounds. but
1: but but like Daly, uh, the guy that produced um the as yet unreleased collection of songs that anyway (laughs) that we're not allowed to talk about uh, um yeah um he has basically been involved in every single release we've ever done and so like before we record any kind of song for real we'll go to his studio where he works and um do like some live tracking and then he'll have some input as well so it's like it's not really just you know here's a song let's all play it there's a lot of different stages for us
2: I think we're, so? you know it, we're really fortunate to have daily in that respect because you get that um you know like lots some some bands will go from like producer to producer from album to album and i think for some like for some bands that works because it's kind of like really making a point of trying different things and if you're you know massively changing your sound from record to record and that kind of thing but i think for us we've we've been able to um, like working with daily for as long as we have it definitely hasn't like limited us in any way and it hasn't like um, it hasn't stopped us you know changing our sound like as we've moved forward and I, I think it's really had that kind of um, consistency and um, and as well daily' like we just work with daily really well because yeah man I, I think you know the idea of having to even if it was just one or two tracks never mind like a whole ep or you know a full length record like the idea of just working on a couple of songs with a producer that we've never worked with before isn't no thank scary. you like yeah it's it's not like a scary idea but it just it, it i don't know it just feels like you have to do like a lot of groundwork before getting to that place where you're where you just click and and you know you're gonna get each other's rhythms and you're on the same level and that, that's essentially what we have with daily like he he likes so many of the same bands that we do um but at the same time so so he, you know for that reason he really understands what we're trying to achieve when we're recording and everything but at the same time he has he, you know he has lots of influences that, that we don't have so he can bring in like extra stuff it, it, he is essentially like if, if anyone was you know the fifth member of miss vincent it is daily Mate, um,
1: he's the first member of Miss Vincent.
2: Well, he he's he's the third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> the, 100 100 third, 100, 100. And I'm the second, and then it's daily, and then it's the other guys. <laughs> yeah, and and
1: guys. like um as as well with daily, like we've rec- we we recorded our first ever EP, um with him in his uh his dad's garage, <laughs> um and you know so like we've kind of come up together. Now he works this like. You know, in my opinion, it's the the best studio in the UK called The Ranch in Southampton. Uh, And he's worked on records with like Creeper and Milk Teeth and uh, I think Boston Manor and stuff like that. So, you know, we've we've all gone from kind of, you know, shitty house shows and like from the same scrappy punk scene. And, you know, we've all kind of grown together. So like from that point of view, it's really cool as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, enough enough about daily. We could talk about him for hours. Yeah. That's cool, yeah.
4: It's, yeah, it's like that, it was really
2: wholesome. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's
1: cool. yeah, we love Daily Man.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, we, you know, we're, uh, with uh, obviously with lockdown and everything at the moment, like I think pretty much every band is just sat at home trying to work on new music and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, he, like, I've I've spoken to Daily like very <laughs> very regularly recently, just where we've been working on new stuff and, uh, and just, just throwing ideas around and that kind of thing and it's been nice to have a bit more time than usual to do that uh, and, and, and as well it, it doesn't feel, what's nice is that um, lockdown hasn't restricted our writing process too much because we've always worked remotely, yeah. we've yeah. never been a band that gets together to like throw ideas around so having to email songs back and forth is not is not new to us That's so luckily kid. that hasn't you know that hasn't um affected our writing process if anything it's given us more time to to, to get on with stuff you know and, and yeah. including you know daily get, daily being included in that as well
0: that's awesome
5: that's perfect yeah. yeah so so what was the first song you guys wrote as a band
1: first song yes yes um difficult to say really because like by the time we were a band i had maybe i mean most of them were terrible but i had maybe like 20 songs to like kind of start us off in various levels of completion the first song we made like like maybe played full a band practice what would that have been
2: yeah I'm i'm trying to think of a song that that we that we have that didn't exist when um you know, when we when we started playing together and stuff like that.
1: Uh was it maybe like testing times from our first DP? I
2: honestly can not That's
1: a very that. good question. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's
0: I think that's the first time a band has said I have absolutely no idea. Man, we've been a band
1: for like approximately eight million years. So... <laughs>
0: okay. Older than the dinosaurs out there. Yeah, yeah.
1: genuinely. Yeah. Well, told yeah, you my stage age is 23.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's weird cuz like like I said when you know you were just saying when we first got together you like you already had like a big bank of songs and we I remember this this is what, back before um even before Jack was in the band. Just, so Jack is our previous drummer. So this was before Jack was in the band when it was just
1: We do not talk about Jack.
2: <laughs> oh, God. It was just me, Alex and uh, and our previous and our old bassist from years back as well was a girl called Daisy, and we were going through like Alex's bank of songs, and we were just like listening to them and being like, and putting them in you know yes, no, and maybe piles to mm-hmm. to, to kind of see if we liked them. And I think you, you had easily twenty five or thirty songs, Damn. Wow. even oh, then. And I think I think most of them went on the no pile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean well, they I always do, I, right? I, I, they well, always I, do.
2: They're, they're all still in my iTunes, just under under Alex Marshall instead of under Miss Vincent.
1: I'm I'm gonna go and no. listen to some after this because I haven't listened to those in years. Damn. You should yeah, like
4: a... release them, like drop them as a a bonus. No.
1: Never seen the light of day. No.
0: Um.
2: But um. Yeah. So like we we went through all those, and so it that kind of blurs into um. Going forward from there, because I don't really. Because of the fact that our process has always been what it is, where you come up with a song and then I work on it and we go from there. Um, it's because occasionally you'd send me a song and be like, oh, this is five years old, but I did some tweaking and now let's try this thing out. And then, you know, we end up releasing, recording and releasing something that actually, you know, Alex wrote like three years before he met me, but I didn't hear it until, you know, six months ago or something like that because it's something that he just hasn't bothered to show until you know a later time when he's kind of reworked it and tried to make try to make something more of it mm-hmm. um so that's it's really hard to to say what the first song we all wrote together was alright
0: that's cool
4: that's fair that's fair
0: um so I know you guys dropped a couple of singles in 2019 how are you feeling about the reception to those
1: pretty good um Kind of difficult to talk about those without talking about them in the wider context that they were intended for. If you catch my drift, I catch Um, my drift, and I and recently we wrote our names on a piece of paper that we can't talk about yet. Um, (sighs) I can't even tell you what kind of piece of paper it was, but you know, it like first of all, it was just really nice to get back to releasing music because it had been quite a long time in between the like our last ep and those songs coming out mm-hmm. um and those like so we released two last year one was my and heart and one was doctors and churches um and actually you know speaking of kind of songs that i had for years doctors and churches we demoed back in 2015 for our second ep wow and it got left out and then we just sort of happened upon it one day and i realized that there was still something there and we ended up completely rewriting it but, um but yeah man like reception wise it was it was just really cool to be releasing stuff and um kind of have people kind of get where we're going mm-hmm. because you know some bands they you know regardless of whether their first creative output is a hit or not they kind of just hit on it, you know, they, they either like join a very established scene or, you know, you can I- easily put their songs and their style into one kind of pigeonhole, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you listen to our first EP and our second EP and our third EP and then, you know, all the songs we've released since then and, and what's to come, there's a hell of a progression. So, um, we didn't really know how people would react mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean it, it it was basically everything that we could have hoped for That's do you know awesome. what i mean yeah yeah and and that was pretty cool yeah
2: yes yeah, de- i think it's, it's definitely been been positive i think the people that there are probably some people that were i, but I think you know n- not, not a great deal i think there are probably some people who were less keen on the newer stuff but i think the majority of people who like but fuck those guys Oh yeah, (laughs) I think the people who really liked the majority of what we've done previously still really like what we've done with the newer stuff, and because I I, I really think you can see like a clear progression, like on each of our records. To me, there's there's one track that is always like a clear stepping stone, going from one EP to the next. It's kind you know it's almost like. there's one track where it's kind of like um, becomes like the blueprint for the for the next record yeah. you know we just kind of did more of that and just expanded it and that kind of thing um, so I definitely I, but I definitely think there's um, yeah I think the majority of people who really kind of clicked with our earlier music still kind of get what we're doing and have carried on um, you know just, just just kind of kept up with us and are still enjoying it I think <laughs>
0: So, That's good, yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I just want to say they are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I listen to them. And speaking of those singles, I wanted to ask, even though you guys are kind of saying, oh, we can't talk about it, I'm going to ask anyways. Um, are those two, well, are those singles leading up to an EP or an album, or are they just standalone? Can you they're say not, anything about uh, that?
2: They're, yeah, they're, they're not leading, I will say they're not leading up to an EP. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will say that.
1: <laughs> and they're leading up to something. Okay. Something. Yeah. Okay. Something. Just okay. something. Yeah. All right. Can you tell us like yeah.
4: anything? Like
1: or more music. <sighs> more music.
2: Okay. Whoa. More songs.
1: Um, more songs. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. Great.
2: More kind. I never would. Have guessed. Yeah. I would yeah. say shows, but who knows when when shows will happen right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, what what what's that? Sh-
2: shows. gigs.
0: Never heard of shows. Them. What is live. that? Never no, heard of them. Live performances.
4: Sounds terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds stupid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so it's leading up to something, well, and we'll leave it at that before you guys tell us to fuck off. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, like, this is this is a part of being in a band that, that we don't particularly like, uh-huh. and I don't even really particularly agree with it, uh-huh. but, you know um like if it was up to me we'd just be able to release stuff now and like there's so much stuff that we've sat on for a while and you know it's weird man like you know we 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 started out of a like kind of you know the classic kind of little punk scene of of you know a few cities and you know we, we we toured very early as a band so we you know we kind of cut our teeth that way but In terms of the kind of wider music industry it's not something that it's just not something i really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. i'm honest uh, yeah um i don't like the kind of level of of um bullshit i guess but you know the the position that we're in now you know um just before we released those last two singles last year we started working with our manager who's been great um and has kind of shielded us from having to deal with too much bullshit i guess but you know um and also you know the the people that we will be working with going forward um are fantastic and i'm so glad that we're working with those people in particular that's Mm
0: -hmm. good that's
1: awesome. without wishing to sound too cryptic. I fucking hate cryptic stuff. But... You're, you're, you guys are so <laughs> fucking cryptic. Like, I'm just tell and you I don't yeah, want to keep sorry, on pushing just...
0: you guys because like, there's going to get to a point I would where you can to tell me talk to about shut it. up. But like, I'll just really, you I bat. would.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really want to just tell you guys everything that is going on, but I'm not allowed to. Listen, when it finally happens, let's talk about it.
4: Yes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, when exactly. it finally happens, if we'll it talk finally about happens. it. I mean, well. you know. You Maybe the world will end at the end of the year. Who knows? I mean, the world a lot might implode. People
4: are saying it's 2012 now, so. That's what it feels hey, like. Hey man, who knows?
1: 2012. I fucking mm-hmm. wish. Yeah, a it.
4: lot of people are saying because of uh, like back in the day, like a while back, we converted to a different calendar, and people are saying we lost eight years or we added eight years to our calendar. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, technically, it's 2012. The world's gonna end." And I'm like. Okay,
1: <laughs> I don't. Mate, the rate we're going, it would not surprise me. Honestly. <laughs> True.
2: I, I mean, there's like weird, you know, weird and crazy shit going on right now. But like, is it world ending? Not really.
4: I mean, it's. I think it.
0: It's literally on fire.
4: Yeah,
2: Until the literally. world starts cracking open and like swallowing people up. Like you a point. You know, or if maybe you know, if Cthulhu rises, then I'll start worrying. We got like... that's in July. Actually, yeah,
0: sadly, we have six months left (laughs) and we just started June. We have like six and a half months left. Anything could happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I I welcome the Dark Lord Cthulhu.
3: (laughs) 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 All right. With open
0: arms.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All praise be to the Dark Lord.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. So we already established that, like, you know, shows don't exist anymore. And that's because we're all stuck at home and all that. So while you're stuck while we've been stuck at home, what bands have you guys been listening to lately? Or artists. <laughs>
1: um I I mean, you mean like new bands or just generally? Just whatever yeah, you've just been listening, listening to. to. What have yeah. you been listening to lately? Um I've been listening to a lot of um I, it's kind of a weird mix of stuff Like there's, there's a few new bands that I really like Like there's, there's this band called The Nightmares From the UK Who kind of sound like The Cure started a punk band But kept all the synths okay. And that's really up my street So I love that But generally like I listen to a lot of old music Like really fucking old music Like kind of 50s rock and roll oh. And um, you know <clears throat> In I mean, you know, at the moment, there's there's just so much shit going on, and um, the kind of the kind of wider social change that we've been experiencing has really kind of um, pushed me back into the origins of rock, rock. So I've been listening to a lot of like Fats Domino and Chuck Berry and Sister Rosetta Tharp and stuff like that, you know, because um, so much of the conversation in the last few weeks has been kind of um you know, how everybody relates to wider human rights and Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And I mean in reality, let's face it, there would be no rock and roll with 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 without black music, you know? Like it 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 came from 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 rhythm and blues and stuff like that. And you know, I've always I've always loved like Chuck Berry and 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 Fats Domino and stuff, but it's really kind of like reopened my love for that kind of like early, you know, it, it, it sounds badly recorded these days, but it was, you know, it was fuck ages ago. of course it does, but yeah, I've just been on such a hype for that kind of stuff right now. I like that, yeah.
3: I've,
2: I've, and
1: Laurie's I've, been listening uh, to John Mayer uh, over and over again, on repeat, no, not forever. Not forever. <laughs>
2: I've, I've been listening to I've been listening to Masked Intruder a lot just because uh, Masked Intruder are just such a fun band so they 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 literally just make me happy to listen to so obviously with everything going on at the moment it's just like it's nice to just be able to put something on that just easily brings a smile to your face so that's nice um not not to mention they're, they're just a, a really great band so um and and they're they're relatively new to me as well because like we played a show with them in august last year and I'd listened to them a little bit before that show, but not a lot, and, when we, and so we, we played the show, and they were just so great. I, like, I can't remember the last time, like that is probably the most fun I've had at a show ever, wow. um, and I can't remember the last time I saw a band, and I was so quickly just like, I fucking love this band now. Because normally I'll see a band live and I'm like, yeah they were good live, but i don't know if i like their music because i haven't heard it yet and maybe they're going to be really different live to how they are on the record because <laughs> that's happened to me right where, where i've seen some bands live and they've been really good and then i bought a record and I'm taken it home and i've been like eh. yeah yeah because yeah. they're a good live band but they're they're you know maybe like the production's just not my thing or the songs just aren't you know they're a better live band than they are songwriters so it's just like yeah these songs just aren't that good but with Masked Intruder, I was just immediately like, This is amazing, and I'm having the best time ever. Mm. And, and, and obviously, you know, they've got a ton of releases. So, like, um, in the last year or, you know, sort of nine, nine months or so, I've just been listening, gradually kind of listening and digesting, um, all their stuff, which, which is, which is great. Um, but aside from them, like, uh, recently I've been listening to some more kind of like guitar virtuoso stuff, which is because, because I, I i teach guitar for my job so and i've got a couple of students who are like getting better and better now so i'm having to like obviously i'm having to like get, get better so you know I, I teach a couple of kids one in particular who like um a couple years ago we were doing like such basic rock stuff and now he's like oh i want to learn steve Vai, and like oh can we do the can we do the solo from beat it and stuff like that and i'm like oh, oh no. shit, i have to play this stuff if you if you want to <laughs> well, teach it to you i've got to learn it so i'm like sitting there learning all these things now so i've been listening to like you know playing along with like steve Vai and um and and, and just more kind of like you know virtuoso based stuff um which is cool and uh, John Mayer of course because I'm always listening to John Mayer
1: Laurie loves John Mayer (laughs) what about you guys what what have you guys been listening to I always kick this one off so an unhealthy amount of
0: corn Um, Mm -hmm. there's a there (laughs) there was a metal band that had like one album and then dipped called Nightmares from Atlanta Georgia Um, and I've been listening to their album just on repeat Uh, shit what else Motionless in White, Bring Me the Horizon Slipknot. Uh, Slipknot, Chapel, all over the map, pretty much. A bunch of pop punk lately too. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. Uh-uh. Glory, Glory exposes <laughs> herself here.
3: <laughs> uh,
4: so I've been revisiting um, stuff that I used to listen to when I was like eight. Um, so One Direction now. Uh, I'm learning that they they still slap. Which is you were
1: eight cool. when One Direction came out.
4: No, I was eight when I started listening to One Direction. I was six when One Direction came out.
1: Jesus Christ. We're God. young. Right. We are young.
4: I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Yeah,
0: God. We Yeah. children.
4: So, yeah. Um, and just like 21 Pilots, all the bands that we interview, I have like – I listen to like their entire discography, so it's like really cool to just, you know, dive into a new playlist every day. Um, Just like Chapel, sometimes Motionless in White if he's listening to it and I'm like – okay i'll try another song and then i usually regret it like, two <laughs> seconds immediately
0: <later>. yeah <laughs> her and i have yeah. completely different music tastes rayanne and i are yeah. more like similar music tastes glory and i are on opposite spectrums opposite <laughs> <Yeah>. like completely
4: opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah
5: rayanne that's you yeah i listen to a lot of metal too like ice nine kills uh i prevail i listen to a lot of like fallout boy and that kind of stuff too though Starset's a good band too
1: but yeah basically nice. that. Yep. real cool. eclectic i love it yeah bunch
5: of different stuff
1: <laughs> all over the map
0: um so i know you guys said that like quarantine hasn't affected your writing process at all so have you guys been working on anything new while you've been stuck at home that you can tell that us you about can tell us
3: about
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i mean we can, you know, the thing is we can talk about songs um we just can't talk about in the wider context there's mm-hmm. a couple of songs that, that have really come out of quarantine for us, I think, um, which it's it's almost like they're another stepping stone, like they're another step in, in the kind of wider direction we want to um, And I mean, it's funny you ch- say that because like literally when I was trying to sort out what Discord is and how to use it, um, Laurie like jumped on to make sure that, you know, I was using the software properly. Uh-huh. We were even just talking about one of the songs like twenty minutes ago. So, you know, um, yeah, man, there's a there's a couple of of pretty pretty killer songs in the pipeline now that I'm very very excited about. Very excited about it. Very excited (laughs) to hear that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah.
4: Awesome. So, uh, what artists would you say are your biggest inspirations while making music?
1: Um. Well, it's easy for me. One is the Rones, which is this arm. Mm-hmm. Alkaline Trio, obviously. Um, I like historically Green Day as well. Like um, when I was growing up, uh, that was a really big band for me and my brother to bond over. Um, so, like you know, they're you know I, I mean also they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world. You know, you can't really you know they've they've done. Some of the biggest albums the last 20 years so yeah. um so th- those those are like the three cornerstones i think for me um i mean like you know i'm a massive my chem fan i love the misfits i love bruce springsteen but you know in terms of making music it could be much triangle of the ramones alkaline trio and green day and you know that's kind of it Plus, loads of fifties rock and roll, like I love Elvis and all those guys I mentioned before, and Johnny Cash, and yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I would, I, I, I think between the four of us in the band, Alkaline Trio is kind of like that's the center point, and then we've each got like, you know. Some I mean, Al- let's face
1: it, Laurie. It's the center point of all existence for everybody. So, you know. But you know
2: what I mean? So you've got like you know you said trio, and then uh, Ramones, and then like you know some you know. M- the more like fifty stuff and that kind of thing, and then for Owen, for example, you you probably got like still trio the Beach Boys, and then you've got like the Beach Boys, and uh, and then I I would probably say like you know Bad Religion would be like um, yeah
1: I love Bad uh, sort of, Religion
2: I, I would I would specifically say like Bad Religion kind of joins Nate and Owen together <laughs> and then yeah uh, and then for Nate again you've still got trio but then you've got his more kind of like I think Nate probably has the not the most I w- eclectic probably isn't the right word because th- we all listen to like quite a variety of stuff but Nate probably has um the most uh I don't know
1: Nate loves music. like opeth and um nine inch nails as much as yeah. he loves all the punk stuff you know so yeah,
2: it's just something that like me alex and owen kind of dip a toe in that stuff like owen likes some bands like that like Owen's owen likes ghost which who nate loves as well um but nate is like you know nate is like knee deep in it whereas owen kind of like dips a couple toes in and where i just kind of stand at the side like this listening to john mayer just you know <laughs> um, <laughs> But but the thing is, when it comes like when it comes to writing music for us, um, as much like guitarists like John Mayer and Steve Vai and and Frank Zappa and guys like that, like they influence my guitar playing more so than like when it comes to writing, because I can't say we've ever written a song that there's not really anything in any of our music where I can point to and be like, oh yeah, that's because of John Mayer. Mm-hmm you know none yeah. of music like it doesn't directly influence what i write it just influences me like as a guitarist mm-hmm. um and obviously the music that we make there's you know there's some room for um like solos and virtual and you know the more kind of virtuoso style playing but i don't but it's not something we do a lot of and it's not something that i really want to like flood our playing with because yeah. it's not really it's just not really what we do and <laughs> I, I i don't feel like I don't feel like I need to do it in order to enjoy it. Like when it comes to that kind of stuff, like I, I'll, I'll sit at home and like, just jam over backing tracks for like hours and hours, you, you know, with all kinds of like scales and arpeggios and all that sort of stuff. But then when it comes to writing a song, if Alex is like, oh, here's four chords and a, a, a melody, let's, I'm like... It, mate, it's always ooh. four
1: chords. I only know yeah. four chords.
2: That's, that's, my, that's <laughs> my point. It's like a good, I'm not, I've, I never listen to, the, to something Alex has written and I'm like, oh yeah, but maybe it should be in 7-8 and we should have this arpeggio here and this weird scale and then let's do this thing. And, you, you know, I, I don't really... Um, it's not about like the complexity and that kind of thing. It's, you know, a good song is a good song, so um there's loads of guitarists that i love but i would say they they kind of influenced me as a guitarist rather than like within the sort of wider view of of miss vincent specifically yeah. so when it comes to miss vincent it's pretty much like alkaline trio bayside um obviously more recently mask intruder um yeah i'd probably say those are like the the, the three three kind of big ones for me
4: All right. mm. Solid. Yeah. Wait, I have a question before you go. What did you think of um Green Day's newest album?
1: Um what, Father of All Mothers? Yep. Mm, yeah. It's For me it's kind of like in that Uno Dos and Trey mold. Yeah. Okay. Um I there were songs on Uno Dos and Trey where I was like, "Fuck, this is great." Mm-hmm. Like this is wicked, like um I'm trying to think of the name's one. There was like I mean, I I I don't really listen to those albums that much, but um, there was uh, "Let Yourself Go" that was kind of cool, and um, it was like I I can't remember the names, but yeah, it's the same with this one. Like, there's a couple of like um, bluesy numbers where I'm like, yeah, this is fucking cool, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. It's just.
3: It, it was I feel like right. a
1: terrible music fan, you know. I feel like a terrible music fan because they're doing what they want. Uh-huh. That's yeah. great, but at the same time, there's that horrible little kid in me that goes, "Write American Idiot again. Yeah, go on. Literally, no, you want American to. yeah. Idiot too. You Write know to. American right. Idiot
0: again. You're gonna steal the yes. album cover and shit all over it. At least make American Idiot too. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Glory personally didn't like it. But I thought I was it was okay sort of, yeah. for what it was. Yeah. Just like they're having fun. There
1: were a couple of good
0: tracks on that. Yeah, I'm more
1: in your cam, Shane. I mean, like it, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not good. It's not bad. It's just kind of there. Yeah, so, it's there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Also,
1: let's not forget they're the biggest rock band in the world, pretty much. They can do whatever the fuck they want, and you know. Yeah, like yeah,
2: it. Yeah. that's such a hard place to be. Like when you've, when you've done albums like like American Idiot, which is what it is, mm-hmm. and then. Even twenty first, like I, I like twenty first century breakdown as much mm-hmm. as American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just, yeah. I'm not, I've heard great things as,
0: about that album, though.
2: I, I didn't I... say it's. I didn't say it's as good. I said I like <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right, it. It. So yeah, I like that as much. Um, just because, um, I don't know. May, may, maybe it's because American Idiot is. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I've listened to it too many times. So I don't know. There's just something about 21st century breakdown which is a little bit more fun to me i guess um and but you know coming off of like two incredible albums like that it's so hard because you know you've hit such a high standard everyone just holds you to that standard forever yeah so no matter what you do it that you could put out a great album but because you put out two fantastic albums people are just going to be like yeah that's good
0: mm-hmm. yeah i get that yeah
4: yeah and and that's
2: it and it's such a it's such a like catch 22 for all bands it once you've done something incredible it's just kind of like well you better do something as good or better next time or else fuck you yeah yeah and it's just oh, yeah. like you know what what you're supposed to what you're supposed to do from them and, and that that's why like alex was saying you know they're doing what they want to and that's mm-hmm. great i'd much rather hear a band do what they want to do and be like, well, I don't, I don't really like it, but at least you're doing what you want to do. I'd much rather that than have them try and churn out like what what other people want them to do or what they think is popular or whatever. Because that's just that's just like a bummer mm-hmm. when bands do that. I'd much rather they do what they want, and I don't like it, but as long as it's what they actually want to do, then at least it's like it has it still has like artistic integrity. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um,
2: uh, you know, every every once in a while, like you, there might be a band you like that brings out an album that really sucks, and th- and that's just a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But as long as it's like not total dog shit, and they're doing what they want to do, I'm kind of like good for you. You keep doing it. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And as Alex said, like they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world, and for them to just kind of do whatever they want, being in that kind of limelight is just not something you see every day. Because most bands just conform to that. Like, got to keep doing what yeah. got us here. So, yeah,
5: hundred
0: percent. Yep.
5: So this is completely off topic from what we were talking about, but it's fine. Do you guys have any uh, pre-show rituals? Um,
1: in yeah, well, gotta thank you. No. I, I mean, haven't played like, a live show in a while. We, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like first of all, I'm trying to remember what a gig is, <laughs> let alone the last time I played one. Um, but yeah, I mean, we sort of do um we all get together and we do vocal warm-ups which isn't so much of a like you know we don't do, do like a satanic ritual or anything <laughs> but um yeah. you know we, we all get together and we make sure we take some time kind of as a unit to mm-hmm. do the vocal warm-ups together um not just because it helps us live you know all four of us sing and we rely you know our music is so heavy on vocal harmonies it's basically like another instrument you know yeah. So it's important from that point of view, but as much as anything it kind of gets us together and and we all kind of You know stand around in the dressing room and and focus, you know, so it's it's important from that point of view Um, We also Just before we start playing we all this is super lame I can't believe I'm telling you guys this but we all fist bump and look each other bang in the eyes and go don't worry about it, which is a quote from the best, worst movie of all time, The Room. <laughs> oh, man, I've, I've killed Glory. <laughs> Glory's dead. I'm so sorry, Glory, come back. Glory's got
0: tears in her eyes, you can tell, she's laughing so hard.
1: Don't worry great. about it. Don't worry
3: Please about it. I don't like okay.
0: I love it, though.
3: It's great. Yeah,
0: because most bands are just like, yeah, we like... We nap and then we go. We vocal warm up and we go on stage. You guys like, don't worry about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Don't worry about it's it's it. So yeah. pure. Yeah. yeah um, I don't- that started
2: because we um, what we used to do was wh- when our previous drummer was still in the band, mm-hmm. we all used to bump fists, and Alex would ask us. This is like another you know private joke it won't make any sense and i can't explain why <laughs> so alex we'd all bump fist and alex would say how many pumps and we would all answer one at a time two pumps that was like the answer to the question i can't tell you why we would say two pumps because it's yeah it's like a private joke uh-huh. um okay. but yeah. then once jack left the band and we had a new drummer we were kind of like well we can't really do the two pumps thing anymore because nate doesn't know like that that, that doesn't involve nate so that makes no sense mm-hmm so the first proper tour that he did with us um we played a show in newcastle and we stayed at uh there's this family in the uk called the dixons who you may have i wouldn't be surprised if you've heard of them um they just like they are the nicest people ever and like every touring band um that needs that needs somewhere to stay will go and stay at the dixon house because they're just like the nicest most welcoming people mm-hmm. um and they just like they've had hundreds and hundreds of bands come and stay there over the last i don't know 10 years maybe some 10 or 12 years something yeah like that.
1: maybe more like 15 now yeah
2: and um so yeah we played in newcastle which is uh, where the dixons live and uh we were playing we were on tour with a band called harker and so we all stayed at the dixons after the show and and can't all-
1: swim with her as well damn
2: yes yeah, Can't yeah. Swim
1: and um, whoever else were on tour with Creeper because basically it was it was it was at the same time that Creeper were doing the Theatre of Fear tour in the UK and they had Can't Swim and Microwave maybe oh,
3: wow. yeah.
1: oh as yeah. support I think so like I thought no, it was definitely Can't Swim because mm. Craig was fucking baked off his tits and watching the room with us and, <laughs> but my, maybe Microwave were there as well but yeah sorry carry on
2: yeah so yeah it was us can't sw- uh us harker and microwave and we were all just like having beers and some food and hanging out and whatever and then it got to like it was like five minutes to midnight and i think someone mentioned the room or just like referenced it or made a joke or whatever and uh ross dixon or, you know of the dixon family mm-hmm. was just like what about a midnight viewing of the room and everyone just kind of looked around and we were like fucking yes let's do this <laughs> so there's just like us harker um Uh, Can't Swim and the Dixons just watching this ridiculous film, uh, you know, midnight through to like the early hours of the morning, Mm -hmm. and all of us just like laughing our asses off. Um, And so then the next night when we played a show, because we still hadn't replaced the, you know, we hadn't replaced the, the two pumps ritual. We were just fist bumping. Mm-hmm. Um, before the show, Alex just came up to us and just went, don't worry about it. Just because uh, <laughs> of the room. And then that's and that's now become the thing. All
1: right. Have you guys all seen the room, by the I way? have not. I
4: haven't, but I want to watch it now. So...
2: You absolutely have
1: to. You have to watch it. And <laughs> once you've watched the room, go and watch the Disaster Artist with both Franco Brothers and Seth Rogen and all these other cool people in it. Because, okay. like... If, I mean, without the context of The Room, it doesn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. But okay. once you've seen The Room, it makes The Room even funnier, and that film is great on its own anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the, so the disaster that's your <laughs> homework.
1: Okay, I'll do
4: it right after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay.
2: Disaster Artist is uh, on Netflix as of today. Oh, is, is it? Sick. So, yeah. Yeah, because I was it this weekend, and I was like, yeah, yeah, here it is. But then I realized it was... um. It said like coming out on Tuesday, not out yet. And so it's now. Uh, in fact, depending on what time we finish this call, that's probably what I'm going to go and watch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So I know live shows still aren't a thing, but when you guys were playing them, what were your top three songs to perform live?
1: Um.
2: I think uh, you do your three, and I'll do my three. I think they're probably. Oh, this will
1: be-, be interesting because I'm pretty sure they'll be different.
2: Uh, I think they'll, I th- there's definitely going to be at least one that's the same. I would, I'd be, I'd um, think there'll be, they'll be a lot in common.
1: So my, these are in no particular order. I can't name a number one. <laughs> um, but one of them is definitely The lovers, which is what we almost always close the set with. It's kind of our quote-unquote biggest song, which isn't to say that it's a massive hit, but... Um, you know, it's it's definitely our kind of most successful song. Mm-hmm. It's one that everyone always, you know, goes pretty crazy for. And it's just really, like, it's 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 fun to sing, it's fun to play. You know, people enjoy it, I enjoy it. It's just, and it's a great set closer. So, you know, it's always a, a bit of a high point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Melanie is another one, which is one that we released in 2018. Um, we've opened the set with it, we've put it in the middle, we've put it at the end, it can go anywhere, but again, it's just, it's just, it's it's the sort of song that like when, you, when you're playing support show, you know, being a support band can be a pretty, a, a pretty, you know, not, I mean, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but it can be quite a difficult task, you're playing to a room full of people that A, don't know you, B probably don't give a fuck about you and just want you to shut up in the headline band to get on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get And that's that. always a song that, that when we're in that position, people, you know, you, you, know, you stop seeing people's faces be lit, lit up by their phone in the crowd mm-hmm. because they've put it away and they're going, oh, hold on. This band don't actually suck. Oh, okay. I can get on board with this. Like, it's always a song that I notice people paying attention for. Uh-huh. That's good. Number three is fucking difficult. Um, I would... I mean uh, I, Okay here, here, I'm, I'm going to split this one right. If it's a headline show I'm going to go off piste And say Beauty and Darkness Which is like a really slow song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly because like it's, It never ceases to amaze me That people are really into that song At a headline show Because it's a slow song And, and you just assume that's, that's when people go to the bar mm-hmm. That people are always really engaged They're singing along Otherwise, it would have to be doctors and churches, just because it's got so many harmonies mm-hmm. that it's it's one of the it's it's one of the times where I'm like, yeah, you might not like our band, but we we all we can all sing together. There's no fucking backing tracks. There's no gimmicks. Uh-huh. This is real, and we're all singing together, and it sounds fucking good. So yeah, yeah, bite you, me. You tell him, <laughs> <laughs> <You get them. laughs> Laurie. Uh yeah, ditto. Ditto. Oh That's shit! It. That's shit. It.
2: I, I told you, man. Yeah, literally, like, um, definitely lovers and Melanie is is fun and it's one that I have. Uh, I really, I always really enjoyed the verses. It actually, Melanie and and the lovers, I enjoy for the same reasons, which is that they're both like upbeat and fun to play and they're relatively easy for me to play as well. So when it gets to that those points in the set, I can just be like, woo, and, and just like. Fuck around and enjoy myself and i don't have to like think so much about what i'm doing because they're relatively easy for me to play uh-huh. so it just means i can i can physically enjoy myself you know move around a bit more and enjoy myself and that kind of thing yeah. um and then alex mentioned doctors which is one of my like one of my uh, favorite songs probably that's easily in the top three of my favorite songs that we've ever recorded Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember when we were working on that one and there were just some moments in the practice room where we all just looked at each other just like nodding just like fucking yes just because we just felt like we really like hit the nail on the head of what we were trying to do with it because yeah. again as, as Alex mentioned earlier that was one that we'd worked on some years back as far back as like 2015 or 14 mm-hmm. um, and it just hadn't hadn't worked out and so then when we kind of came back to it all these years later and managed to get it to where we wanted it to be it was such a you know it was such a rewarding <laughs> moment yeah. um and yeah so that one's just so much fun to play for that reason and and as well because that's a newer song as well um it's one that we haven't played to death so it's still a lot of fun for that reason because it still feels fresh and everything yeah so.
0: sick yeah, yeah.
4: So, because we're on the topic of live music, uh, what would you say your number one top venue is? Like, your bucket list venue?
1: To, oh, to bu- bucket list play, or what's play. the best venue in the world? To play.
2: Shouldn't it be both?
1: No, no because yeah, <laughs> no, not.
2: I know exactly what Alex is gonna say here, I think. Um, yeah. I right, think you you're gonna both. say that, because cause yeah, both if, them. if the if it's a bucket list and the best venue in the world, then we've already ticked the bucket list because the best oh. venue in the world is the Joiners in Southampton. Without question. Which we've already played many times. Um, so that's the best venue in the world, the Joiners in Southampton. Um, but for me, bucket list the venue to play would be I'd love, I'd absolutely love to play Southampton Guildhall because that's the biggest it's the biggest venue in Southampton. Um, and I've been going there so that, that was like the, the Guildhall was the first venue I went to to see like a proper big rock show mm-hmm. and I can which was
1: uh, Bowling for Soup?
2: See, yeah, yeah, I went to see Bowling for Soup yeah. and I can still remember walking in it was me and my friend Rob um, Who is now like uh, You know like Audi driving tribal tattoo man mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> oh really?
2: And yeah, yeah. And oh, nice guy, but you know, um, uh, yeah. So, we, and we—I think we would have been like fourteen, maybe, maybe, maybe thirteen. And yeah, the two of us went, and I, I still remember walking in and being like, it was—it was such a strong mixture of being like super excited to be at this like big sh- rock show and to be seeing to be seeing Bowling the Soup, because I think it was probably the first time I'd seen them. But also this feeling of, like, I was just, like, so intimidated and nervous because there was all these, like, just, like, cool people. Do you know what I mean? Just Because I I think that was the first time where I was, like, properly surrounded by people who liked the same kind of music as me. And I I don't think at at that point I had any idea there were... I, I mean, you know, if someone had asked me and I've really thought about it, like... You obviously know that these bands have got that many fans because otherwise they couldn't play a venue that size so you know yeah. there are hundreds of thousands of people who like these bands but you haven't seen them all in a room together so it's almost like they exist in theory but they're not actually there it's like an idea but so then when you're actually in a room with all these people you're like holy shit! all well, these people actually exist and they like the same things i do and you're all just stood right here in front of me and it was really like cool but kind of intimidating and scary at the same time and I remember seeing kids like kids my age as well who just looked so much more comfortable being there than I did because they were, they were just all like fucking around chasing each other around and piling on top of each other and stuff like that and me and my friend Rob were just stood there like just not, not knowing what to do with ourselves
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that, but yeah
2: that's got to be the bucket list venue for me because I've just seen so many great bands there and I've been going there for the last, like, 17 years now, so that's definitely the bucket list one for me.
1: Yeah, man. The best venue in the world is unquestionably The Joiners in Southampton, which is basically, it's only 200 cap, Uh but, um, I mean, NoFX played there on their way up, Green Day played there on their way up, Coldplay played there on their way up, Ed Sheeran played his way Like, basically, any major, like, artist Uh has probably played The Joiners, you know? Like Oasis. it's for me, for, yeah. Oasis. Like for me, it's basically like the UK version of CBGBs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it is the coolest fucking place. And the the you know, um, Ricky, who's the the guy the guy that kind of you know does all the punk shows there, is like he's like the punk godfather. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and you know, so that's it, there is never going to be a better venue th- in the world than the Joiners. Yeah. Um, bucket list wise, I've got three all right first of all is brixton academy in london okay. mm-hmm. because i saw um i saw my chemical romance play there as a support band to taking back sunday in like i want to say like february 2004 or february 2005. Damn. wow and then i saw them headline in november 2005 and to this day it is the most batshit crazy show i've ever been to damn wow. um like i came out bleeding because oh my god of course i did like <laughs> I was at that I age where so. I had I had no I had no fear. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've seen loads of other cool bands there. Like I saw Blink there in 2011, and I saw Trio there in 2005. Like, you know, I've seen so many bands there. So that's kind of big bucket list. The other two are both in the states. I want to play at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. I live like 15 minutes from that venue. Fuck off, really. I do. I'm dead serious. Oh, Jesus Christ, mate. Do you realize that you're living like? You know, fifteen minutes from like one of the centers of the universe. Yes. Like
0: Yes. Wow.
1: It's fucking great. Yeah. Like I'd love to play there just because, you know, the bouncing souls, um, the gaslight anthem, Bruce, obviously, you know, like it's just one of those places that if I like if we ever play at the Stone Pony. I'll be there. <laughs> you know, well yeah, I mean we can hang out, first of all. Um and also like I can just die happy after oh. that. Oh. You know? And the other one's the Troubadour in LA, just because just imagine. Like, imagine just being like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just playing the troubadour. You know, oh, no biggie. Nothing
4: much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just- I'll, I'll just be calling all my primary school teachers, being like, <laughs> hey yeah, Mrs. Smith, you know how you- you know how I said I was basically useless at everything? Well, I'm playing the troubadour tonight, so fuck you! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. So-
5: so this is a pretty hard question. But, uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Broken up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. We haven't
2: done that one yet. Oh, man. That that is a hard question, but not because the answer is difficult, but because the answer is a hard truth. (laughs) 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 to have to swallow, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. That's such a weird one, because, like, you know, we kind of laugh at what Alex says, but that that could well be the case. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like working on new music and the music that we're currently sitting on That you know, that we're making plans to do things with. So we've got plans and we're working towards stuff, but like five and it, it's, five years is such a long time. Like, and especially with everything going on right now, it's like we have no idea when we can even play shows again. And yeah like you know even if if you'd ask us that question even without like the pandemic and lockdown and everything like that it would be a hard question to answer it's i think it's made even harder with um everything going on with (laughs) because like i i think you know covid19 is straight up going to kill some small independent bands Mm -hmm. because they're you know you get these bands that are like generating a little bit of momentum and um and you know some some buzz and some interest and that sort of thing but there's only so much you can do by putting music out online and doing fucking instagram live performances and stuff like that and so if it ends up being like a whole year or you know god forbid even longer before bands can really start playing shows again then some bands are just going to be like well fuck it we're done Mm -hmm. because we just can't wait that long to get back to it not because they're like being impatient and they're like well if i can't play a show now then i don't want to play a show later but it's more a case of like life goes on even though shows aren't yeah Mm. so you you know you don't even have to be a huge band like there are some kind of mid-level bands that would sell you know sort of 500 or maybe more tickets in in venues that can have a bit of a break or, you know, this can happen uh-huh. and they can not play shows, but people are going to be gagging for it when, when they come back because, yeah. Yeah. but there are going to be some small bands where it's like, well, we didn't have that. We didn't have enough of a fan base that there's, there's not enough to return to uh-huh. after such a long period of absence. And, you know, taking into account like personal circumstances of like band members and that sort of thing, some There are going to be so many people who are just like, well, I can't fucking do this because I I spent like a year or however long not doing it mm-hmm. And it's just too difficult for me to just jump back into
3: Yeah
1: Yeah, man Like so, that's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be like a, a kind of negative Nancy, but you know, we've been basically We've been doing this long enough To know how fragile the music industry is mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah Like we're but, it, you know, in one sense, <laughs> that makes me say ridiculous things like, well, we're probably broken up in five years. But it also makes us quite dangerous because we're not naive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. We know exactly Fuck. what we're in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, where would I like to be in five years? I would love for this band to be supporting me financially. I would love to be touring the world. You know, obviously, that's what every guy or person, um, you know, in a band want wants to do but mm-hmm. you know five years is a long time <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i mean I, i'd I'd say the same like hopefully in five years i mean at, at the very least, I would like us to still be making music even if we're even if we 're not playing shows anymore or if we 're literally doing like one show a year at the joiners just as and when you know, a cool punk band comes through and Ricky's happy to be like, Yeah, fuck it, you can support and we'll just do one show a year and maybe we release some songs every now and then but we just do it like when we want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, rather than being like, Oh, we got a tour and we need to do this and we need to do that and oh shit, have you spoken to our manager because this thing happened and we need to contact this person If you know if in five years time we're still like working on music together but it's just an as and when thing like i'll take that as you know yeah like like alex said the dream is to still be touring and for it to support us or for it or at the very least for it to for it it needs to support itself (laughs) yeah at the very least yeah
3: yeah all right understandable
0: that is the most like Debbie Downer answer
1: we've gotten like I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's our band all over, man. We we know exactly what we what we're in. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like it's 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 a double edged sword, isn't it? Because I, I would rather be in the position that we're still making music together, still having fun, but not necessarily touring. Mm-hmm.
0: I get that, yeah. Um,
1: but making music that I love and and is artistically fulfilling, mm-hmm. than I would be touring the world making music that I fucking hate. Yeah. you know, yeah. I get that. Yeah, one hundred percent.
2: Makes and noise. as well, you know, when it comes to touring like you, sometimes you get these bands that, you know, a band might break up and even if they've got like a really big fan base, people are like gutted by it, but it's more as important as live music is, I think it's when bands break up. Personally for me, the more disappointing thing is shit they're never going to release another record. Mm-hmm. Whereas if one of my favorite bands was like we're retiring from touring, but we're still going to make records. I'd be like, well, that sucks because you're a great band and I, I you know, always want to go and see you live. But if you think about the number of times you would listen to a record in a year, it, next to the number of times you might see that band in a year, it just doesn't compare, you know? Like, I've, I've seen Alkaline Trio, I think, three times or two times. I've only seen them at like two, maybe three times live, mm-hmm. whereas I've spent god knows how many hours listening to Trio. Yeah. So if they were like, "We're not going to tour anymore, but we're still going to make records," I'd be like, "Fine, I'll take that." Mm-hmm. Who knows, like, when I next would have seen them live anyway? Yeah. Like, it's, it sucks. So like you still want you you still want to have that. You know, like I said, you know, as important as live music is, you still want to have that experience of going to see a band. But I think when bands break up, the most disappointing thing is that they're they're no longer, um, you know, there's there's going to be no more like creative output from them. Yeah. So you can always yeah. go back, and listen to the albums that you like, but there's not going to be any new ones, which is always the the really exciting thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if we can find ourselves, if we end up in the same position where it's just like, yeah, we don't play shows anymore, but we still make music. Like, oh, that's still, um, that's still hopefully would be very. Uh, it would still be very satisfying. Yeah.
0: Right.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that
2: does.
0: Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and hopefully change the mood um, <laughs> <laughs> and go straight to death row. So if you're oh. on death row, what would your last meal be with
1: a drink?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Hmm. hmm. Difficult one.
4: It is, it is.
1: Uh I would have to say oh shit. Oh, man, you've really got me with that one. Um god,
4: yes, finally.
1: Yeah, sorry. We 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 caught caught talked, like it's really difficult to shut us up. So, you know, you've done a, you've done quite a good job there to make me not be able to just like talk at you for 10 minutes. <laughs> um jeez. I would. I mean. Oh, there's so many good meals, man.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Get all of them. I mean. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Hey. Stop you. Yeah. I don't have to choose one. I can have a fucking bunch. Can I? Yeah. Um.
2: Have like a sushi, sushi, pizza, burrito, if you want. Huh? That's that's basically
1: like the holy trifecta. I would have to have like, um. I would say large New York-style pizza Mm -hmm. with a side of every single kind of vegetarian sushi that you can possibly imagine. Okay. And the biggest burrito that you've ever seen from a place... In fact, it's going to be a very specific burrito as well. There's a place in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, which Oak Ridge wasn't on maps before 1960. That's how fucking small Oak Ridge is. I was there for work once and it, like, I can, like, I think about the burrito now and my mouth starts watering. That's how good it was. So, Mm -hmm. that burrito with some New York style pizza and a side of sushi, and drinks wise, I'd have to go for like um, a couple beers, um, a bottle of like red wine, like maybe Chianti or something. And right now, so you guys have hard seltzer in the US, right? Like, that's where it comes from. We've literally just got hard seltzer, like, oh last week, and I'm fucking obsessed with it. I can't stop drinking it. Like, I love it. Like, white claw is basically now my religion. Oh. So I'd have to say, like, a whole fucking case of white claw.
4: Nice. All right.
1: And, and
0: that's what I'm going with. All right, so you're, they're not going to have to inject you. You're just going to implode from the inside out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not even going to have to kill me. Yeah. Like... Oh. <laughs>
5: You already got it. Yeah, got Yeah, it
1: I've got that covered.
5: They're <laughs> so, like, come on. And then you're like, no, don't worry, I got it covered.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I got laughs> Postpone it till tomorrow, I'll be dead by then, don't worry.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine.
4: <laughs> so that was
5: Take both of you. action somebody else. <laughs>
2: um, I'll, I'll just have some toast. <laughs> some toast. Just some toast. <laughs> <No>. Wow. <laughs> um, <Trust. I'm, laughs> I would... I would probably just have, like, a shit ton of veggie sushi. Uh That would be it. I'd just have, like, a ton of sushi and then probably some noodles. And I'd have to have have some pizza as well. There would have to be some pizza there. Uh Um, But, yeah, it would just be, like, sushi, pizza. And then for drinks, I would definitely want a beer, a a Jack Daniels and Coke. And um, now that probably... Yeah. No, that'd probably be it. Just a beer,
1: mate. Wait jam. until you tried White Claw.
2: What's that? Oh
1: White Claw's hard seltzer. It's basically like I don't um. Know what hard
2: seltzer
1: is? It's like um sparkling water. Mhm. Gross. But <gasps> got like some weird fruity flavors. Yeah. And it's alcoholic. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. That sounds shit.
1: <laughs> it's mate. It's fucking amazing. Listen, it's- everyone over in the US.
0: Yeah drinks that shit like it's candy, and it sounds yeah. like the people in the UK are getting hooked on it too, so. That's because it is candy. <laughs> I don't
2: like- I don't like sparkling water, though. But he said- You don't like sparkling water?
0: Glory's so See, offended. See, he
4: knows what's up! <laughs> I'm hurt, bro! I'm drinking sparkling water. It's hurt! <laughs> <Glurie's> so <laughs> offended. I'm hurt!
1: That's a personal I attack.
4: I
2: don't like <laughs> sparkling I never had- He said I'm
5: gross gonna... to spark- Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> I was just getting, like, no, I, I remember the first time I had sparkling water, mm-hmm. I thought it was just regular water. I took a sip of it and was immediately like, What the fuck is wrong with this water? Oh.
0: <laughs> Why it's stinging me like that?
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I've never liked it. It's such a weird thing to me. Have you you tried, are wrong. I'm like, just having like, a sip flavors. of some regular water here.
4: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. How? I... No, you it's just okay. Gave he's wrong. All of my he's, he's respect.
1: No. Ouch. He's wrong.
4: Yeah. Exactly. exactly. All respect gone. sparkling water. Um, so Sparkling water food, is
5: so bad.
4: It's
1: not! No, it's great.
4: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Try a different flavor. <laughs> Just, yeah. Okay, nice, so is. <laughs> moving on from food, uh, we're gonna go to fictional worlds. So if you could go and live in a fictional world for a week, which one would you
2: live in?
1: An existing one, or?
2: No, fictional, fictional world.
1: Fictional. No, no, like as an book. existing fictional world, like, or can I make my own one?
2: None of them exist.
4: Like, no. Are you talking about, like, one that's not in, like, a TV show or something like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makeup yeah. on the spot. We've never gotten that question before. So um, go for it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you guys are, like, breaking the mold. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah. Yeah, go for
2: it.
1: Where would I live? Are
2: you, are you gonna think about it for a minute? Because I know exactly yeah. where you would live. I would live. I would go and live in the Shire. From yeah, the... I fucking Ooh.
1: knew you'd say that. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. I would, I, I'd never mind a week. I would just stay there forever. They'd be like, all right, it's
0: your time to leave, and they'd be like, no. Yeah,
2: no. I'd live all, leave all of this behind and just go and live there forever. That's fine with me. I'd go and live in Arendelle. <laughs> Arendelle,
1: yeah,
4: nice. Wait, Arendelle. I know that. Yeah. It's
1: Where's like that from? Got off as soon
4: as
3: I was about to.
1: Yeah. Still
4: it's familiar. From Frozen. It's from fro. Oh, that's it. A- <laughs> oh my God. Okay, good. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, wait, I know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Frozen, solid.
1: It just seems like a nice place to live, and there's a talking snowman. Yeah. So. Those are two answers we have never gotten before.
3: Exactly. Typically, no, people... we've gotten- Oh, no,
2: yeah. Typically. Shire from Lord of the Rings. Maybe-
4: We've gotten Middle-Earth. Yes. But we uh, haven't gotten the Shire oh. specifically. Oh! Yeah.
1: Like, but so... there's so many bad parts of Middle-Earth.
4: That's what I said. Yeah, typically,
1: typically yeah. there's just, yeah. like, yeah.
4: No, it's, Harry it's Potter, Star Wars. Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Pokemon. That
2: shit happened. It could be then,
4: you know. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. I'd love to go and live in the Star Wars universe, but I just feel like I'd end up getting shot at.
4: Exactly. Well, you'd wind
1: up getting like stabbed with those uh, lightsaber things.
0: Lightsabers. Yeah. 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 Just sliced in like, half,
2: like
1: that I, seems I, like I, a bit of the a...
2: important people who gets blown up on a planet.
4: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> sad.
1: You'd end up. You'd end up living on Tatooine. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, oh god! Somebody oh, actually oh, said oh,
2: that. Oh, this is great. Vaporized.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love it here.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, Ryan. Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Did she die? <laughs> I think Rayanne dead. Is dead. Oh no. Um. Shit. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh. oh. Oh, is everyone back? Ryan Okay, so I have the I mean, honor yeah, of asking can... the last question. Most people say it's the most important question. What is your favorite color?
1: Can I say black? Yes, because black is a color, not a shade. Everyone says black is the absence of color, and I totally disagree.
4: Exactly! Uh,
2: I, mine's blue.
4: Okay. Blue. Solid. Okay,
2: solid.
1: I agree with Alex's color it's choice. Always black. I agree. Like, I agree with that. I would say 90% of my wardrobe is black. That's Same cool. here.
2: Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't Mine. have any blue clothes, but blue is still my favorite color. Yeah.
1: I yeah. Respect. If I was buying anything, I would want it to be in black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recently say- bought a new car and I was gutted that I couldn't find one in black. Oh. Okay. Let's what? say
2: black's not a color. If black's not a, if let's say that's not allowed then what's your answer? Mhm.
1: Fuck. Um very dark gray? There you no. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's the loophole that that right there. Very oh, yeah. very dark white.
3: Very dark white. <laughs> yeah, very dark white. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Point. I'll take that. Yep. I'll take that.
0: Um so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you would like to plug?
1: Oh, e- yes, but it's not we not announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I mean outside yeah. of all of the normal things, like go and follow us on the internet. We're at mm-hmm. Miss Vincent Band on like every social media. Um, I would like to plug, um, education. In fact. Whoa. I would like to plug the education of everybody to stop fucking saying all lives matter. Oh, my God. I cannot fucking stand that anymore. Like it yeah. like literally even thinking about somebody saying that boils my fucking blood. Mm-hmm. Um, go and literally Google. What is racism? If you think you need to say that. Yeah. So that is what I'd like to plug. Go and fucking educate yourselves. Mm-hmm. and then go and give all your money to a worthy cause and write to your senator or your MP or just fuck like yeah sorry that,
2: that, you saying that reminded me um when when is this likely to to, to be online
1: oh uh, I think I a month from
4: now right now yeah Gloria will have, give you a I've date but up. wait I can say it right now if I can find you. okay um July 10th
2: okay <laughs> I was gonna say we're doing a um we're currently, like, raffling off um, a test pressing of okay. our last record, um, and all the money is going to the Black Lives Matter global network, oh. um, but that will have, by, by the time anyone hears this, we'll probably have already wrapped up that raffle. Is there, thing like, thing.
0: is there a tweet or something? Because we'll, we'll blast that everywhere.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, um, it's the pinned tweet. Okay, on, yeah,
0: I'll go, I'll retweet it when we're done here, so.
4: And I will post it mm-hmm. on Thanks.
0: Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This was like not even an interview; this is conversation. I very much yeah, enjoyed this. Yeah, this great. So uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for thank you for coming on. This has been uh, Miss Vincent, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.